Welcome to the Art of Slowing Down to Quantum Leap podcast that I created especially for conscious introvert entrepreneurs. And if you desire to grow and quantum scale without the hustle and are ready to discover the missing pieces to effortlessly running a solar line business, then this is for you. And I'm your host, Annalena Fuchs, a human design and energetic alignment coach. And my mission with this podcast is to provide you with a shortcut to your most aligned path to success and financial freedom using a powerful combination of human design, science, and spirituality. And I myself have shifted from working nine to five to now enjoying the freedom of creating things on my own terms. And I want to help you do the same. Welcome, everybody. I'm very excited to be here today. I have a super amazing guest. Her name is Nicole Baker-Holliman, and she's a manifesting generator, but we'll talk about that later. But I want to give you a very warm welcome to the Art of Slowing Down podcast. So welcome. Happy to have you. I'm so happy to be here. I can't wait to dive into different the different types and everything. And we'll save this to listeners. Before we hopped on this call, I was convinced I was a generator. And you looked at my chart for two seconds. You're like, you're a manifesting generator. And I was like, oh, my life is a lie. Like, <laughs> so I'm really excited to dive into what I'm I'm guessing is going to be a very spiritually awakening episode. Yeah, I, I literally cannot wait. Um, exactly. Because yeah, I saw your email. Yeah, I'm a generator. And then I looked at her chart. I was like, not really. I mean, a little bit generator, but you're a manifesting generator. I'm awesome. so excited. Yeah. And before we get into... A fully loaded, fun, probably also messy going from one thing to the other, many, many gen style episode. I'm just going to read your bio to be all formal because you have quite a resume that I would like to share. And then we're going to get you. started. <laughs> awesome. So Nicole is a coach, a podcaster and international speaker who helps high achievers ditch perfectionism, cut the hustle and start achieving goals with fun, fulfillment and way more free time. I love that. Thank you. I, I do yeah, too. <laughs> yeah. Having grown up in the personal development world, she has been attending seminars and absorbing personal growth tools her whole life. Since starting her business, she has since helped thousands of perfectionists accomplish goals ranging from scaling to six figures, cutting their work half in time, going full-time as a podcaster, and hitting record-breaking revenue month. However, the biggest surprise to all the perfectionists she works with, guess what? It's a greater sense of ease, confidence, and no more perfectionism. So Nicole also has been featured in She Cooperated, Thrive Global, The Self-Helpless Podcast, and The Mighty. And she's the CEO of Life Baker, no, Coach, Life Coach Baker, and the host of the top 2.5% podcast, Imperfect Success. So here we go. <laughs> here we go. Let's do it. It's always so funny hearing, you know, I don't know if you feel like whenever your bio is read or something, you just like listen to it and you're like, man, we get so caught up in the day-to-day -day monotony of just like mm -hmm. being us, like, you know, especially like high achievers or strivers. We tend to, you know, always be looking forward, always be looking at what's next. And to mm -hmm. hear that sometimes it's just like, wow, like, okay, things are going good. Like it, yeah. it's, it's always nice to hear that and just be reminded yeah. of that. I, I wanted to exactly ask you that because I have had the exact same experience. Like exactly what you said we're always like oh what haven't I achieved yet right instead of yeah. like looking at where we're already at and just celebrating that and I just want to also mention 
you're very young, right? So you're just about to be 30. So I know <laughs> it, it's incredible. Like for me, thank you. I wasn't even close to any of this. <laughs> I just got out of college like three years prior to that or something. So this is quite quite an accomplishment. And I have to also say, because we're so much in this, like, what is success? And so often it's the money, it's the external stuff. But what I really like, also like when you reached out to me, there was a sense of like really working less, having more fun and actually enjoying life because what's all the money? What's all the so-called success? Exactly. We're not really happy and fulfilled and don't have the time to fully enjoy life, right? Well, and something I always say to my community is you don't go after goals, to check something off a list. Like it's Mm. not going after goals. So I can say I ran a marathon or to say that I built a six figure company or whatever it is. You go after goals to become a type of person. And who's to say that that type of person can't start being built now. Mm -hmm. You can tap into the power of a marathon runner or the confidence that you're assuming that's going to come with that, which by the way, us, you know, strivers, us high achievers tend to like be like, when I build my own company when I go full-time, when I X, Y, or Z, then I'll finally be happy. Then I'll finally feel successful. And we all know that biggest crack of BS is not true because you reach that level and it's become so um, normalized for you because you've been working at it for so long that it's like, Ooh, never mind. It's not this one. It's actually the next level. It's the seven you know, mm-hmm. figure business. It's the, whatever is going to actually make me happy. And it's this never ending, um, like finish line that we keep putting in front of ourselves. And one of the things I notice is so many of those types of people are always thinking forward. They're always thinking in the future. They're never thinking in the present. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm curious to know your thoughts on this. Cause this is my, like my thesis statement about this right now is the reason that so many of those types of people, high achievers, people who are having a hard time slowing down mm. is because they equate slowing down with complacency, with mediocreness. And mediocreness, I don't know if that's a word, but I'm making it one. Mm. And that's where I'm really trying to break the stigma because it's not about being mediocre. Having free time in your schedule is not about being complacent or not working hard enough or being lazy or whatever the story is we're telling ourselves. It's about learning how to live your life now not when you achieve X, Y, or Z. Mm. Yeah, I probably could answer to this for five hours. <laughs> That's a great, it's a, no, seriously. Because, I mean, first of all, like what you said, like, and just logically also, the only time we ever have is now, right? Yeah. And you also, I'm a huge fan of Eckhart Tolle, for example, you know, probably mm-hmm. have heard the book, The Power of Now, right? And me also, like you, you know, being a manifesting generator, even though you just found out about this, but you will know this, we move fast. We are like all over the yeah. place and this and that. And sometimes it, it can stress us out ourselves, right? Because there's so much going on. And my main message in life was always, hence the name of my podcast, slow down. And yeah. what I have found is that, and first I want to actually touch upon this idea that I'll be happy when, because mm. that is putting everything on the external. Like happiness is something found to be within ourselves, right? And we will always be chasing something because anytime yeah. we, we, we're putting this out there, we're never in the now actually. Yeah. So when we no longer need anything, 
externally to make us feel happy. It's just like in a relationship. If we put our happiness on somebody else, well, if you're going to behave like this, then I'm going to be happy. Yeah. Right. That is, that is, yeah, just not how life works. And it's something you only find within yourself. So that's kind of the first thing. Right. And then this, this other thing about slowing down that you were touching upon, right. That for high achievers, and I, I consider myself actually like a, I'm a highly sensitive high achiever, right? So it's kind of a conundrum. Me too. Absolutely. <laughs> and, uh, yep. Yeah. I mean, I mean, looking at your chart, I was going to ask you, you must be too. You're like, yeah, <laughs> you're right? an empath, aren't you? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, cause you have two centers undefined, which when these are undefined, like people always highly sensitive, empathic, you know, pick up on oh, other yeah. people's stuff so much. And slowing down is all about that you can really have the awareness of where are you even going? Because mm-hmm. think about a ship. You just keep going and going, or even in an airplane, like you take off and you go really fast and you, you're chasing your destination, you get somewhere. But if you just, before you take off, you slow down and you're kind of like, where do I actually really want to go? Yeah. And you just pivot like 1%. You, instead of ending up in Africa, you end up in, I don't know, Costa Rica or something totally different because you took that one pivot, right? Because you allowed yourself to slow down instead of just mindlessly from often from fears, right? Because we chase those things mostly from fear, from fear of not having enough, uh, fear of not being liked by others. So fear of abandonment because we want to belong to the group or whatever, right? I, I want to touch on that really quickly yeah. because I see this all the freaking time and I put it in the framework of when we're trying to frantically do it all, you know, when we're trying to be the best, when we're trying to strive for success and whatever that looks like for you, or when you're trying to keep your head above water because you're a new parent and you have mm-hmm. to be the perfect parent on Instagram because your one-year-old needs to have the perfect birthday party, whatever it is. It's almost like we're grasping at straws. It's like everything is white knuckled and just like frantically grasping for whatever you can because you don't have, like you're saying, that clarity. Mm. Whereas when you slow down, when you understand like what is the actual like bullseye that I'm wanting to head towards, it's almost like that tunnel vision where you're trying to grip everything that you have in sight opens up and you start to understand this is the these are the choices I have. What's actually going to make me happy? And I think that a lot of, at least a lot of people I work with have a hard time doing this because they're like, I've only ever been the grasping at straws. I've only ever been that I'm headed straight for Africa, no cost whatsoever. Like, And when we start to open up the scope and be like, what is just a 1% pivot? What would it be like to end up in Costa Rica instead of Africa? Like, That alone gets them thinking in new ways. It gets them back into creativity. It gets them back into feeling like they're in control of their life to whatever degree. And that I I don't think can be understated how effing good that feels. Hmm. It does. Yeah. Yeah. And and actually like in business, right? Just to give you a couple of examples, like this past week, I was approached by three people to be in a summit. I have been on lots of, you know, like to talk about human design and uh-huh. actually, right, actually right now at this point is that I feel like I want to put on my own summit and don't be at other people's summits anymore. And 
the first one I was approached at was all about, you know, ah, it's going to be like 120,000 people you're going to have exposure to and this and this and this. And they had just front requested me on Instagram. So I knew like they didn't really know me. And the email was very like mm-hmm. superficial. Um, it doesn't sound authentic. It, it was kind of customized, but, and I knew, and I was like, ah, oh, let me do it. I, I can maybe, and the first email I didn't reply, they, they followed up with me again. And I was like, well, if it fits my, when I come back from vacation, because I'm not going to push myself, whatever. And I said, yeah, I mean, if that works out, then I could do it. And then they're just like, okay, here's the link, just book it. And it was already, oh, it doesn't feel good. It, it felt weird once I they caught yeah. the fish, right? Then I started to, to fill out the form and I already, I felt something was off, you know, because it was this like, okay, chasing su- success and make something happen yeah. and let me get out to a lot of people because it sounded fancy, right? Even though my body was telling me like it's not, but I, I had to learn something there, right? And then it turned out, I so I took, when I came back from vacation, like 30 minutes to fill out the form. And then somewhere was like, oh, if your email list is below X amount, thousands of followers, um, yeah, you can participate. And I already spent 25 minutes to fill out the thing. I was like, are you guys serious? And you need to email this person. And I did email. And I honestly wanted to say, like, this is disrespectful of my time. And I almost was like, I don't want to work with a person like this because, like, it's about the numbers or about the quality or what, whatever, right? And I'm, I'm always about less is more. So, and then it was funny because before I even said no, I, I wanted to say, no, I didn't do it. And then they came back to me like, yeah, no, you have to have X amount of thousand followers because otherwise I was like, okay, but please tell this upfront to people, right? So there was yeah. this energy of like, we need to have more. And it's about that. That's what success means, right? And and then in the meantime, I got invited to another summit, which is all about a much, it's more about pleasure and everything, right? And yeah. it felt so much more joyful and blissful, like doing things that really light me up. And it came from this place of like letting something go and realizing it's misaligned. And in the yeah. past, I think I would have felt rejected, but I actually wanted, like I was relieved when the person said, like no and maybe next time or something I was like yeah I don't even want to be there right and yeah because it's this like it's always like more and more and and that's what success is about right so yes and what if when we actually slow down we can make more of these choices of like is this something that truly lights me up and this is kind of what human design is all about right it's like what gives you this like, oh, yeah, yeah, I want this, yeah. right? It's just like turning you on and it's just fun, even though logically, but, but that's not what I learned in this marketing course. That's not what I should be doing, yeah. right? I have, I have a personal story regarding this real quick. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I, I, I am someone who, when I get interested in something, I don't just like dip my toe in and be like, oh, this is interesting. Let me just spend a little time on this. I'm like, I am like, cannonball dive into it. My husband even calls me deep dive queen. Mm-hmm. And um, I, you know, in, in business, that was really easy to do. It was easy to spend all my time. It was easy to devote, you know, 80 to hundred hour work weeks. And mm-hmm. holy God, I do think that it's one of the reasons I grew so quickly at the beginning. I'm going to be straight up honest, but mm-hmm. it also made me frantic. It made me so highly anxious. It made me always looking at what I'm not doing versus what the 
hundreds of things that I am mm-hmm. doing. And it was just not a really good experience. Now, skip ahead several, several chapters because I've been studying now productivity and I'm not talking about productivity, like hustle culture. We've really lost mm-hmm. the meaning of true productivity. In my opinion, mm-hmm. um, I'm talking about productivity, like the quote unquote work less achieve more, mm-hmm. which I have my own personal qualms with, but that's another Ted talk basically. Mm-hmm. And I, I started studying this like real, like real productivity. What would it be like to have my work, be my work and have my life be my life and really not have those things totally overlap to the point of, I don't, I don't even know who I am anymore. And it wasn't until recently, cause I've been toying around with this for a while and I've been really getting into more of this. And recently I found a book series that is not nonfiction. It is not anything for work. It is truly just pleasure for pleasure shake, shake, pressure for pressure shake. It's truly just like (laughs) me enjoying something that has nothing to do with getting ahead. And I have come alive through having this experience. And, you know, like we forget that we don't have to do things that are, you know, getting ahead all the time. We don't have to fill our spare five minutes every day with like 10 things from our to-do list or like, Mm. let me just do 25 push-ups because that's what I'm supposed to do right before lunch. There's a lot of personal development world mumbo jumbo that I think preaches that stuff. And I'm super against it personally. Mm. And as a result of finding the series, now I'm I'm cannonballed in. Like I am like five books in. I've listened to well over 150 hours of this book series. It is like, and this isn't within the span of a few weeks. Like I I didn't mess around. Um, but like I I now am at this point where it's like I'm ending my workday so excited. I'm getting stuff done during the day so much faster because I'm so excited to get to this this series. And you know, like we just forget that we're a allowed to just do things for absolutely no reason. Can I speak English today? For absolutely no reason other than it just feels dang good. Yeah. And I I really I'm I'm the irony is that I'm trying to bring this now to the forefront and it's like this is a fantasy book series. Like I'm so, there's like the little voice in my head that's like you silly little you know, 29 year old, what do you do? What do mm. you know? And all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, no, like I think people need to hear this. Not so they can start reading this, but so that they can find something that makes them feel so alive outside of work. Because I feel like it's so preached that Mm. your work needs to light you up like nobody's business. And don't get me wrong. I love what I do, but I also need to have a Nicole outside of Nicole, the entrepreneur, because she can't be the only one driving the bus here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I actually feel like that we need to build our business around our personal life that has to be the center and I also I had to learn this because yes I was very much in like and this has a little bit to do with my astrology like my my south notice in Capricorn which is very much this like go get it done entrepreneurial you're a Capricorn yourself right I'm definitely a Capricorn are we the same person (laughs) um I'm not a my son I'm an Aquarius right but my my south Mm -hmm. node that's kind of the life thing we are born into is Capricorn. So we have similarities yeah. there. But my my North Node is Cancer, which is more about family life and everything. That's where I'm supposed to be going. And I can tell you, like, the more fun and joy I have in my personal life now, the better my business goes. And I actually work less. Yes. So yes. it's really like, and, and we are shifting into a time, and you may, you probably feel this already, right? Like this old paradigm of like, we have to work our butt off and just hustle and grind. Yeah, you can do that. 
I'm not saying, and you can create a successful and cool business where you make a lot of money, but I'm almost going to put my hand on the fire that, you know, that you're going to be burned out. You're not going to be truly happy and fulfilled and it's not sustainable. And yeah, we are in a time of shifting and it's like the, the, the feminine leadership is coming into the world. And then this doesn't mean that women are going to take over the world. Actually, this applies to both. It's the divine feminine, divine masculine, right? Need to be balanced. We have been super much in the masculine for thousands of years. And now we have a little bit of people like me and you and that bringing more of the feminine into the world because we have to find the harmony. We need to balance it out. So there's a little bit of a turmoil, chaotic state right now. But we we need to lead humanity in this, right? Yeah. Because that's the only way it's sustainable. And right now, even like when I'm on social media, like I barely can follow like business people anymore because I'm like, I just want <laughs> nature and people I having fun so many. and jumping into lakes. And there's this one guy in, in Switzerland, he plays the cello out in nature. Like he's, <clears throat> you know, making the pop songs on the cello. It's the greatest joy to watch him. He has having so much fun. And I'm like, oh, that's what fulfillment yes. looks like, right? And yeah, so it's just- I, w- I want to touch on that real quick mm-hmm. because there's a person I follow. I'm not going to name names because I don't want to throw people under the bus. But there was a person I followed for many, many years in business. And I looked up to this person like absolutely no biz- like mm-hmm. nobody's business, lol. But um, she- you know, went on this like luxurious honeymoon. She, you know, makes hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars a year and very much promoted the, like, I work in my pajamas. I don't, you know, work mm-hmm. more than four hours a day, so on and so forth. And I totally bought into it. I bought into all of this things that she was bringing to the forefront. And I got an email, this was several months ago from her, like it was just an email blast. It wasn't like a personal one. And it was her opening up about, she was on her honeymoon and she was awake at like two in the morning, bawling her eyes out because her business was failing because she was um, so obsessed with her business and the numbers and everything. And she was like, I was not able to even be present on my honeymoon. Like I was worried about numbers when my husband was sleeping next to me, like, you know, in mm-hmm. Italy, like, and uh, you know, I'm sure some people read that and was like, oh my God, how vulnerable. This is so beautiful. I read that and I was like, What? Like you've been, you've been preaching all of this stuff for so long and it was a front and I got really bummed. I got really bummed and I felt like a lot of that trust was kind of shattered with it. And I bring this up because so often we follow these people on online and, you know, maybe it's like this person in like this just perfect relationship or someone who's, you know, traveling the world and doesn't seem to have a care in the world, you know, or people who are having these multi- figure businesses and it's only a part of the story. And I think us as people, and I'm going to speak directly to like people who have perfectionist tendencies, you know, whatever level that's at, we see that front and we immediately say, they're doing it better than me. I need Mm. to either push harder or I'm worthless or sometimes Mm. both. Mm. I'm worthless. I'm worthless. So I need to push harder to be enough. And I think that so much of perfectionism comes from, you know, like that self-loathing, self-flagellating self of like part of us. That's like, I need to 
push harder. I need to do more. You're not doing enough. Like you're not enough in this area. You're not smart enough. You're not intelligent enough. You don't have enough degrees. You don't have enough blah, 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 followers, whatever it is. And it's almost pushing ourselves to the next level because we're telling ourselves over and over again, we're not enough. We're not enough. We're not enough. Mm-hmm. And I think that's been really exacerbated with social media. And mm-hmm. I'm not going to sit here and be like, get off social media, because that's really black and white thinking. And I'm not even doing that. So like, I would be such a hypocrite, but I do think it's going into social media with much more of a front of, is this the whole story or are there things that I'm not seeing that maybe mean I don't have to, you know, compare myself to this person. And like I was saying, when you were talking about this, like I've unfollowed a lot of business people on social media because I realized I wasn't learning from them. I was just comparing myself to them all the time and it wasn't making me happy. And so now my social media algorithm looks very different. I actually don't even see trends in my niche. I don't even see whatever. I see videos that are just like for Nicole, the authentic Mm -hmm. person, Mm -hmm. not Nicole, the business owner. And I love that so much more, so much more. Yeah. Yeah. So to share my insights on this, like, I mean, good for her that she came out of the closet, so to say, and actually was vulnerable enough to share it. And for you in a way, it was a gift, right? That you had this aha moment of oh, this is a lot of fake what we see because that yeah. that's actually what happens, right? And I think we're just more, that's where being highly sensitive is so actually powerful. Like we pick up on those things. Like I, I can smell from a hundred miles if something is unauthentic. Like it's like, oh yeah, oh my, my God. My bullshit just... meter is real high. <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I love how you say that, my bullshit meter. Sorry, that was very so, vulgar. Yeah, and it's 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 just like and and then we get this like yeah you're just triggered and it's just just what you want for yourself right but life has polarities right and I think it's about being real and and authentic Mm -hmm. and we have to it's about discernment at the end of the day we have to discern like is this like you said it was making you compare with those people and make you shit about yourself so why are you doing it like just 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 stop this right and and then we kind of we start to that's what kind of happens. We create this hierarchy. We start to worship people. And I used to be there a lot myself. Yes. Let me tell you, like, oh my God. And it, it was especially those people like, oh my God, I just increased my price and I'm making $40,000 with one client. And this is the lifestyle. I'm in a luxury villa in Los Angeles. And I'm like, you feel like a tiny little ant. I'm like, what did I do yeah. wrong? <laughs> yeah. And it doesn't even make sense. And when you were talking, you know what it reminded me of? Because like, so when I was young, when I was in my, I was 12 to 15 or something like that, I was anorexic. So it was the same thing when I was looking at these pretty perfect body models that you see in the magazines, right? The whole model industry and stuff. And it was the same thing. I was constantly comparing myself. And then what did I do to myself? I freaking starved my body. Like, mm-hmm awful right and, and so in a way we're doing the same thing right we, we are starving our soul because we want to be like somebody else that's that's not who we are we never want to be yeah right so we're yeah. actually we're like denying and rejecting ourselves at such a deep level and thank god we're waking up to that right i agree completely and the the putting other people on pedestals so i um like, like you mentioned in my bio, I grew up in a family very heavily immersed in personal development. And in fact, my mm-hmm. parents worked for Tony Robbins for like oh wow 30 plus some odd years, you know, which had its positives and the negatives. I want to be very clear. 
But among the negatives was me developing this mindset of, you know, in any given situation, I'd say, well, what would Tony do? You know, what would Tony do in the situation? Mm. And it was always this extreme version of what I'm sure isn't even real. I'm, I, I don't know that for a fact, but I'm assuming just with my knowledge of, you know, what we say and how it sounds very black and white, but like, I'd be like, well, he would only sleep four hours a night and keep working. And it, yeah, your eyes just got wider. Mine too. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, I, I would, I did that for so many years and it was constantly saying like, I'm not a good enough, you know, person because Tony Robbins is the, is the factor I need to get to. I definitely do not do that anymore. That has been mm. long, long, long gone. And I'm so grateful for it. And I, in fact, like I, I now go into any seminar, whether it's, you know, with someone like Tony or with someone who's, you know, a lot smaller, quote unquote, I don't want to put a diminishing factor on that, but like someone who don't, doesn't have the audience size that he does. Yeah. And I always say, I want to take what works and I want to leave what doesn't. And every single day, if it's a multi-day summit or whatever, I say that over and over and over again, I'm going to take what works and I'm going to leave what doesn't. Because yeah. so often we put these people on pedestals and say, okay, well, they wake up at five in the morning. They do a three-hour gym routine before they meditate for five hours and journal for two. Like, you know, and it's like, yeah. it's like this extreme version, which by the way, like they say it as if they have no days off, as if ba-da-da-da-da. You're a human being. My goal always with any routines or habits is 70%. If I'm doing it 70% of the time, I'm doing mm-hmm. a dang good job. Yeah. But I need that 30% for me to be a human. I need that 30% for me mm. to sleep in because my 6 a.m. alarm clock, I slept through it because I had a terrible night's sleep, you know, like, mm. and not beat myself up about it. And instead mm. say, you're a human. You're doing great. You're mm. doing enough. God dang it. You're doing enough. Yeah. Let yeah, that I, be okay. I totally agree with you. And this now brings a, a memory back for me. So when I was in one of my first coaching uh, trainings, have we always had this saying how you do one thing is how you do everything and at some point I was like (laughs) what the heck what kind of bs is this because let's really think about this because I remember one time I had a call with like an accountability partner and I had a like four-year-old child running around she wanted to have a hot chocolate or something and yeah we had a call and she was like are you mixing something right now because you're not paying attention here and I was like yeah I'm making hot chocolate for my daughter like well, yeah. how you do one thing is how you do everything. I was like, oh, like, like I think I, that that I, is I the cannot... most unforgiving sentence, especially for people who are in different chapters of life. Like people who are fresh parents should not be receiving. I'm sorry. I get so yeah, on my yeah, like, about that. No, thank you. Thank you. So, but I, but I was just like, let's really like use our logic, beautiful mind to think about this. Yeah. Like talking about exercise routine. Yeah, like you say, one, one day you feel crappy and I'm going to sleep. I'm not going to do anything. And then I could think, oh, I do one thing. is how I'm, If I'm just going to rest now, I'm not going to get anything done in life. Instead of the 70% of the time, you freaking damn go work out. You go out in nature and you do something. Our human mind has this tendency always to go for the negative. And that's exactly what yeah. this statement is about. Like how you do one thing is how you do everything. It's complete black or white thinking. Why don't you focus on all the beauty I have? Why don't you acknowledge that I'm a human being that has apps and flow, just like the moon, just like the seasons of nature? Like what the damn. (laughs) What the damn indeed. Absolutely. (laughs) Well, and like, 
for instance, yesterday morning, um, I, my husband and I woke up, we both were just like freaking exhausted. And so we spent an hour and a half in bed, just cuddling, just cuddling and laughing and talking. And instead of going to the gym, instead of getting our sunlight, instead of doing whatever, and old Nicole would have been in bed the entire time being like, you should be outside. You should be doing this. You should be doing that. You know, it's better for you. But me yesterday, I was like, yeah, like neurologically, I know that that stuff's better for me. But right now I do think, no, I know with my full being that what's going to make me feel so good going into this day is having, because it was a really full day for me. And I was like, to be able to have this moment of connection with my husband, oh my God. And it was lovely. It was Mm -hmm. my favorite part of the day. Yeah. Like by far, I loved it. And we don't give ourselves the ability to be flexible because I think it's like, well, that's not successful. Well, that's not going to lead me to where I want to go. Well, that's not going to get me to my next level. And it's like, does it have to? Does everything have to get you to the next level? There's got to be a balance. Now, don't get me wrong. Like, again, I want to call out the black and white thinking because I know there's some people out there hearing this and it's like, but then I'm going to become mediocre and I'm never going to do anything. I'm going to become, I'm going <laughs> to eat potato chips on the couch and I'm never going to go after my goals. And da, da, da. I'm not saying that. I'm saying it's a balance. Yeah. I always love to have like, you know, during the day, I always make sure, you know, I'm going after my goals. I've got my 20% tasks. If we're looking at like the 80-20 rule, you know, I'm very structured in that way. But I have to be able to step away and not just like physically step away, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, everything, step away from the business. Because if I'm spending my night thinking about it, I'm not out of the business. Mm. I'm still in it. And I'm not able to relax and recharge and reset or be present with my, you know, I I keep saying like moments with my husband. We just got married in June. So we're newlyweds. So I'm like, husband, everything, you know? Awesome. but like having that time together is so important to me and like spending time with my friends. And it's like that, that I do think is the name of the game. And it's learning how to find what your version of that balance looks like in this chapter of your life. Every mm. chapter is going to look different and that's okay. There's some times in my business where I have to be like, bye, honey. You know, like I, I got to go under for a little bit. Like I'm going to a conference next week and I'm basically not going to see him and that's okay. Mm. But like, I'm going to come back and that chapter is different. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with you because that's yeah, we're we're changing in the world, right? And we are just yeah. we're just leading a new way. And what we have like had in the past has been helpful for humans and for us, right? And it's not to like blame or point fingers at people, but we're just realizing that doesn't work for us anymore. And yeah. we're gonna do it different. And it's okay. So for, I mean, if you're anything also highly sensitive, we tend to be people pleasers, right? Because we don't want to get people upset and da 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 da, you know, and being the nice girl and stuff like that. But I have come to the point I have to stick to my truth because otherwise I'm rejecting myself. Yeah. Right. And I think there are also so many people, I think especially men, that are still in this like um and I love Tony Robbins at the same time, right? Also, like yeah. he's such a cool guy and so inspirational. But do I want to push like him? No, absolutely not. It's it's not, right? And yeah, I think they're also all deep inside craving more downtime, more pleasure, more joy, and you know, actually doing less. And and I see really clearly now in my business that the more I prioritize, like like just using the podcast for example, I get a lot of like people reach out 
I want to be on my podcast. And if the energy is kind of like, oh, they just want to promote something and it's like, oh, I have a book launch, but there is no connection to the topic of anything that I talk about slowing down or human design or spirituality. Like I used to say no to all these things. And then I realized like I didn't fully enjoy those episodes. And now I give myself permission that I have a sense of excitement. And like that happened with you, for example. Because that's why I ask you, hey, are you interested in human design? Because I, that's what my audience loves, right? And I would really yeah. like to infuse it a little bit in the episode. And you were so excited about it. And actually, you had a curiosity to actually learn a little bit about it. And then also how you found out about my podcast through another person that was on my podcast, right? Uh, Matt Libri. Yeah. So that's also like, there is a little bit more humanness in that, right? And it's always like prioritizing joy and really doing another thing that just came up as I'm saying this like instead of what I learned is always like do market research what do people want what do I want what yeah. lights me up what is it good for me if I'm doing market research which makes me totally be a people pleaser and like oh but they want this and they should they're, they're going to be happy I'm going to make everybody happy this is what's being trendy in the market right now it's not going to go very exactly. far. Like, yeah, I can maybe do it. But when I come from the energy of like, so for example, right now I'm in the process, I'm actually launching a program for the first time for manifesting generators only. And I'm so excited. And I just put it out there and, you know, people signed up when I was on vacation in the pool and I didn't post anything, you know, it's like, yeah, because it's the energy behind. Yeah, I it's out there, but I'm not like in this. And I'm even, I don't even have a full agenda for the program because I'm so confident in what I do now because I know I perform best. I create the best results for people when I go with my freaking flow, yeah. when I go yeah. with my intuition. That is so much more impactful for people. It's so much easier for me instead of like, oh, in week one, we're going to cover this. In week two, we're going to cover that. And then and then I'm going to force that. You know, yeah. I have some structure. This is a time we're going to have X amount of calls, but exactly what's going to happen whatever I feel is best for the group in the moment. And yeah. that is, I never, ever thought that I would get there, to be honest, because we always learn, right? Like, do it linear. And if you don't mind, I would love to talk about the manifesting generator right now, which we yeah, both are. So we are here to do things nonlinear. We are here to find shortcuts. And you probably know this, like, we have... Do you consider yourself multi-passionate? I, I, like, yeah. <laughs> like, I was going to be like, oh, I don't know. But then I remembered all facets of my being. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Like we tend to be good at many things, right? And we have a lot of energy and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. But what's, and, and we can sometimes fall into too much. Like we are, so when we get excited, me. <laughs> and, and this is the crucial thing, and I think that's also going to, you're going to appreciate this a lot, because we are not supposed to make big decisions, especially in business, from this like, oh my God, I'm so excited energy. Yeah. Because we have something called, so let's say something comes your way. Like, first of all, we are not designed to just jump on ideas. You have ideas all the time. Your mind is not here to make decisions. That happens in your body. If something comes your way, you're like, oh, yeah, this feels good in my body. It's a yes, right? It's more a body feeling. It may not make sense to the mind. So you respond. But if this 
requires a lot of time or energy investment or money investment on your end, you want to dip your toes into it first without fully committing to it. Because I think you mentioned earlier, like, I tend to not dip my toes into it. So when it's bigger things, I would invite you to play with it a little bit. So I I want to touch on that real quick, because when it's like business projects or big goals or something like that, I don't dive in. That is like, Mm -hmm. what's my two degree pivot? What's my first step? What's my, I'm I'm big on breaking down goals from level 100 to level one. Mm -hmm. And that, that is deeply important to me. I think when it's, when I get into research mode, research mode Mm -hmm. for me is cannonball, give me my, you know, blue light blockers and four hours. Like I am very like, I, I don't identify with Ravenclaw, but like I'm very Ravenclaw in that way where it's like I will dive into research full stop. And that I think is, oh, you said something earlier that I was like, oh, I think that's where that comes from. But I do think that when it comes to goals and making decisions and going after business things like that, if I went all in, I'd be burned out within two hours where more yeah. people, most people would be burned out within two weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love I love this because so and I know you don't know about it, but you have five one profile. And the one line, it's so the one line is all about research and invest. It's like a walking encyclopedia. So the one, like, and you're just talking. It's like, of course, she's a one line. That's so funny. I love this always. Like, I feel like you know me better than I know me right now. And yeah, I'm yeah. honestly here for it. <laughs> yeah. So you are designed. Some, so for you to make big decisions, you actually have to investigate and do research. That's totally normal for you. Of course, you can overdo it and get stuck in it and then never take any action. You don't seem to be that type of person, but you will know when you have done the research. But that is important for you. You read things, you investigate, and then you can fully respond to something, right? Yeah. And, And then the other thing is like you have something that we call emotional authority. So by nature, you have an emotional wave. And the way that this can come across is like, especially when you have expectations and stuff doesn't go the way you expect it to be, like it can really pull you down. Like majorly, she's laughing. Get out of my head. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I know yeah. it's spooky. <laughs> That's why I love I mean, human, I've never found anything so accurate. It's crazy. I know. It's like 111% accurate. <laughs> Well, and I think that's where like a lot of my perfectionism at the beginning came from. Cause it's like, I had these insanely high expectations for myself and I still do. Mm. I still have very like, I'm not going to say I'm expectations. I, I strive for a, a level of excellence in what I do. And I think that that's something that will never leave me. I think that that's just mm. like ingrained in me, but I do know that when I'm only focusing on how I didn't measure up, that is when I am at my at my worst version of myself. I'm, I'm snappy. I'm anxious. I cry at the drop of a hat. Mm -hmm. Um, literally someone will be like, how are you doing? And I'm like, like just start crying. And that alone, I know has shown up for me for so long. And that was something that I've been working through in my own personal growth and development journey really intensely in the past, like honestly, six months, like that's been a really recent I've known mm. about it for a long time, but the implementation part yeah. of it, that has been really recent. But I like to be open about that because I don't want to, I, I, I've been studying perfectionism and per- procrastination and overwhelm and whatever for like five mm. years, but I feel like I'm still just getting started on my own journey. And I like to be open about that so people don't put anything on a pedestal. 
Yeah, no, I love that. I love that. Yeah. And and so for you, it's so important that when you are either in this high excited expectation mode or feel really low and melancholic, don't ever make a big decision. Just don't. No. Like give yourself <laughs> permission. <laughs> yeah. And like when big things come your way, you always want to be like, let me sleep on it. And it could be a week that you, you have to feel into it. Like you don't have that clarity in the moment. You have to like feel these emotions out. And if after you're kind of in a neutral space and it, it's like a, a real yes, like a, a, an aligned yes, it feels very calm and grounded. I feel it's, it like deep, right, deep in yeah. the center of, I, I think you know exactly what I'm talking about. Like yeah. almost like in the center of my core, I, I've heard people call it like the womb space, especially for women. Yeah. And I feel that like expansion in that womb space down there is when mm -hmm. I know I'm in, I'm in something's, something's about to go yeah. like good, yeah. good go. Yeah. Like that, yeah. that feels really good. Yeah. That's like, we call it in human design, your sequel. It's like your sequel. Yes. Uh -huh. That's, that's what we, that's the terminology. Right. And for me, it's like your divine guidance, giving you the signal that's for you. That's how, I'm, that's how I want you to go. That's the most effortless path for you. That's where your zone of genius is. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think actually all humans, we are designed to only operate in our zone of genius where it's the least amount of effort. And we, we have this term effortlessness, right? I'm very big on that. So what it means, because sometimes people are like, well, I don't buy into like, it's like, I don't put any effort into it. Like, no, it means less effort. It means not pushing so hard. It's not necessary to yeah. put that much effort into it. Yes, you put yes. effort into it. Yes, you put your excitement and all of your beautiful energy into it but you're not like pushing the boulder uphill like oh my god why is this so hard because the, the way I always explain is like the universe is just giving you a little hint no no that's the wrong way yeah. you can actually have it way easier you can flow with the current you can go really fast and so yeah. you can literally make so much more impact in the world by doing less but within your zone of genius right and that's always the stuff that comes more easy and, and just flows out of you. And we, we like, sometimes we have this tendency, like, yeah, but it's so easy. Like it needs to be harder. Right. It's, it's kind of this like, yeah, but I know this, everybody knows this. Right. But no, your wisdom is life-changing for people. I, I bet just our conversation right now is a huge shift in some person's life that is listening right now. You know, and we're just having like a conversation like right but yeah. it's it's so impactful so yeah and and also so you are a five one emotional manifesting generator and you have you won't know what this means but the listeners because i talk a lot about human design so she has both conscious and unconscious south and north nodes in the manifesting generator channel which is that presence being in the now so the, the typical manifesting generator energy is a channel called the the 3420 channel and what this means is that because it's it's the energy of power like you're so powerful when you do the thing that really lights you up and you're good at like and you need to be busy actually you're designed you, you are yeah. a bundle of busyness right but it comes from a place of stillness it comes yeah. from a place of slowing down so your power really loses its power when you do not slow down that's really what what happens right and 
God, that's so true. Like, I'm just like over here, like, oh my God. (laughs) Yeah, that's real. That's so real. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, when you channel that power that you have, I mean, you create quantum leaps, you create the the things that we cannot even think about. And Mm -hmm. the beautiful thing that happens when you follow those things that really light you up, right? Where you're just like, I just going to do it for the pure joy of it. It doesn't make any business sense whatever right it's not logical we create like the things that we thought were impossible and we create new things everything from the mind is based on what we already know right and and the the field of the known i think in quantum physics they say it's like one divided by one millionth percent or something it's like nothing and we're so scared of the unknown but the unknown that's where our sacral, our gut feeling, our womb space is taking us to, which is the 99.999 of the possibilities that we haven't even discovered yeah. yet, right? So I think this all old hustle mentality is trying to replicate the 0.1 or 0.000.1% that has given us the external success, which is so unsustainable because it's burning everything yes. out. You know, and, and humanity is burned out. Like, I think 90% of people, they feel exhausted, I, I see, defeated. I see this so much where people, you know, will we'll talk or something, which by the way, you're right on the money with all of this. I'm just, I'm over here. I'm like, oh my holy hell. Um, the, uh, so many people I talk to, you know, they're like, I'm, they're, they're listing off things that they're experiencing. And I'm like, that sounds like burnout. And they're like, no, it can't be burnout because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm sleeping six hours a night or it can't be burnout because I took a weekend off or like it can't be burnout because da, 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 da. And I'm like, do you think you have to push yourself to work lit- literally 24-7 in order to earn the, oh, I think I'm burned out status? Mm-hmm. Because no, that's not how this works. And we all hit burnout at different levels. And I, I, I personally believe that burnout is, I don't want to say cured, by any means, but I do think burnout is alleviated when we pour into our physical, spiritual, and mental well-being. Yeah, I agree. And those are three different categories that need three different types of TLC. But I would say spiritual is probably the one that most people don't pay attention to because it's, you know, I work with a lot of people who are very type A. So like the woo-woo and all that kind of stuff, they're like, oh, I don't understand it. It doesn't make any sense. And I'm like, yeah, you're not supposed to. Mm. It's very unknown. It's pure faith. It's pure release mm. and letting go and surrender. And that freaks a lot of people out. But that also, that often is the one that people need the most. I digress. But I noticed that I get I I would get very burned out very quickly when mm. I was constantly putting that demand on myself to be the hardest worker in the room, the hustlest of the room. Oh. When I... I am at my best. It's funny you mentioned like, I love being busy, but the busyness comes from slow down. Like I love being on my feet. I love like, you know, kind of moving from one task to another, like, Mm. um, you know, cleaning up my kitchen and doing all this and everything. And my husband laughs because he's like, (laughs) it's like an ongoing joke that I fall asleep in two minutes. Like, and I'm not even joking. Like it is two minutes the second my head hits the pillow. And he, it is not that type of way. He like takes two to sometimes four hours to fall asleep and Mm. he gets infuriated when I do this, but it's because I think I am so go, 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 but not in like a frantic way. It's very much in a, like, 
you know, just like flowing from one thing to the next. And da, 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 da. Mm. by the time I'm in bed, I'm like, okay, I'm done. Time to yeah. time to recharge and go to the next day. Yeah. No, it does sound actually very healthy because you also in your in your chart also, besides being a manifesting generator and having that power that you need to ch like channel all the time, you need a lot of physical activity because mm -hmm. you have the root two sent two channels from the root center to the spleen and people that have that no matter what type they are we need physical and it's like get in the house and clean the floors or get outside in nature and do some gardening like really get hands yes. on stuff right and and then of course you are you are tired and exhausted at the end of the day so it's yeah it's beautiful and the one thing that I uh, that's the final thing I want to share because I, I think I shared it with you right in the beginning but um in your chart we can also kind of see like what are we here the energy to put out into the world and one of your channels um, in human design is specifically about perfectionism and th the shadow is about well we we get too much in perfectionism and the mastery is to actually take imperfect action right and you have that channel it's the 1858 channel so it was so fun when I saw it and it's like, yeah, she's, she's, she's right on point. So it's, it's just beautiful. Like you intuitively know what you're here to put out into the world. Right. And, and I love wow. this so much because people often like, well, I need to figure this out and everything. Right. If you just trust yourself, like, yeah, you know, what's your unique energy to put out, put out into the world. Right. Yeah. And so you're, you're right on right on the money too. <laughs> that is so validating. I didn't think I needed that validation today, but I think I did. I think I did. Thank you. And I know this is an audio medium. I just literally hid behind my microphone with my hands over my mouth, just like, oh my <laughs> God. Thank you so much for that. That was such a delight. Like, thank mm. you so much for taking the time to do that. That was awesome. Yeah. You're so welcome. And uh, I'm sure we could talk forever. Um, I really, really enjoyed this conversation. I, I, I always like when I talk with other managers, particularly like it's such a beautiful flow, you know, because yeah. we can go from one to the next and it's, it's very energizing, energizing and yes. really, really inspiring. And yeah, thank you for being here and sharing your wisdom with everybody and also your journey, right. From having grown up in such a kind of hustle perfectionism environment and that's really what we're here for like we learn from kind of the struggles and challenges we go yeah. through and then we can share with people like okay I've learned that's that's not the way and it's now such a gift right that you can yeah. you can share with others so thank you for that that means a lot thank you for having this platform and for having me on like I like I said in my uh intro email to you I just really enjoy the I'm gonna say the rawness of your podcast mm. because that's rare and I I'm I'm so grateful to have been a part of it thank you for having me yeah you're welcome I'm so happy you came on <laughs> is there anything before we finish up like how people can find you I know you have your very own podcast right the I do imperfect success podcast I do yes imperfect success it is available anywhere you listen to podcasts. And um, we talk a lot about uh, very tactical tools around perfectionism and overcoming it when it comes to your goals, enjoying the journey, productivity, mm -hmm. having more free time. Um, and it's, it's a blast. I love that show. So check it out.
And then I'm also on Instagram at lifecoachbaker. And you can also find me at lifecoachbaker.com. Okay. And my guess is your ideal clients are people struggling with perfectionism, right? Nailed it. It's I I I phrase it as like uh perfectionists who have insanely high standards for themselves and they have a lot of goals they're going after, but no matter what they do, it's never enough. Mm. And if that's you, come, come say hi. I'm, I'm here for you in whatever way you need. I, um, I, I love what I do and I love helping people who are experiencing that. Awesome. I love it. And my final question is what's like one nugget of wisdom you want to leave the listeners with? Hmm. If what you're doing isn't working, stop doing it harder. Mm. I think you mentioned earlier, like taking that one degree pivot. And sometimes it's letting go and saying, okay, I'm wise enough to know that my current strategy or my current way of going about things isn't enough or excuse me, not and not isn't enough, isn't doing what I want it to do. And have the courage to to ask for help or to try something different and let it be terrible or let it work or let it be half okay. And, you know, it doesn't have to be rock solid all the time. Let yourself get a little, my husband called it wacky inflatable tube, man. Like kind of, you know, where it's Mm -hmm. like, I don't really know where my spine is. Like allow yourself to be silly and weird and imperfect. And there's so much strength to that. So that's where I'd leave people off. If what you're doing isn't working, stop doing it harder. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. You're welcome. And I love how you slowed down, connected to your intuition and shared. Mm. Beautiful. And I had a blast. I already told you that. Thank you so much for sharing your beautiful insights, wisdom with everybody. And you listeners, thank you as always for being here. I trust you had an amazing time listening to our conversation and I'd be happy to be with you all on the next episode. Thank you for listening to this episode. And if you enjoyed what you heard today, then please subscribe, rate, and leave a review on iTunes. And if you also know someone that you know in your heart could benefit from listening to this podcast, then I invite you to please share and help me reach more conscious leaders so we together can create global impact. I truly appreciate you and see you next time.